Hello, I'm Chris Neeland, host of a new podcast, Cult Brand Secrets, brought to you by The Gathering and Evergreen Podcasts. The Gathering is a Forbes top-rated business summit and a masterclass for brand and business leaders looking to reap the benefits of cult-like adoration. Each year, The Gathering brings together disruptors from around the globe to learn from and to celebrate the leaders behind iconic brands like Marvel, Skittles, Beats by Dre, Yeti, and the Dallas Cowboys. For the first time ever, this podcast will give you access to some of the exclusive business leader learnings from the gathering's past events. Re-listening to Brandy's speech that she gave at the Gathering 2019 is one of the reasons why I'm so excited about doing this podcast series. You know, her presentation was incredible. In 30 minutes, she articulated the essence of why Lush is such a cult-like brand. And frankly, I don't know why more people don't put Lush in the same category as, say, uh, Ben and Jerry's or a Patagonia or a swell water bottles when we're talking about brands that have masterfully adopted social justice platforms and almost behave more like charities than corporations we should all take more time to learn about lush and more importantly we should apply what we learn to our own businesses in this podcast you're going to hear brandy tell her own personal story about how she went from a customer to an employee to now the head of their brand marketing she is a true brand evangelist and i can't imagine any manager or any cmo or brand leader listening to brandy and not thinking to themselves i wish i had people on my team who are equally as talented and as passionate and as committed to our company as she is to theirs. As she's gonna share, she has been so loyal to Lush because Lush is a values first brand and their values align with Brandy's personal values. So when your company is that overt about who you are and what you stand for, then you're gonna attract a different type of employee. People who are not only qualified to do the technical parts of the job, but are capable of becoming ambassadors who contribute in really unique ways to your business's success. So have a listen and see if you're as impressed with Brandy and with Lush as I am. Good afternoon, everyone. Thanks for joining me here to learn a little bit about Lush and hopefully to learn a little bit about how you can take some of our practices back to your organizations. So I'm Brandy, the brand director for Lush North America. I am here to chat with you guys today about how to brand like you give a damn. Um, And specifically, though, I am here to talk to you about how to give a damn in business today and how if you do give a damn and it's real, your fans will build your brand for you. And I know this because I've done it. I have helped build the brand that we have today, first as a customer, then as an employee, and now standing before you as a brand evangelist. The Kool-Aid at this point in my life is more like water. And an example of that is what you see on the screen here. So this is me standing in the middle of New York City wearing absolutely nothing but an apron. (laughs) As you could tell by the people standing behind me with their cameras. (laughs) 
Fortunately, this was a few years ago, so the cameras weren't quite as high quality. Um, but uh, this is me standing, basically taking a stand on an issue that I was passionate about, which was overpackaging in the cosmetics industry. At the time, I was a publicist for the brand, fully not intending to get naked in that shop that day. I was there to meet and greet the press. And I just needed to help the day along with the energy. And so literally in the middle of the shop, I took all of my clothes off and put this apron on. And this is an important part of my story. And what I want to impart on you guys all today is how we built a brand that has an employee base and a fan base that's so loyal that we're literally willing to take our clothes off. So my story with Lush began in 2003. Um, as you guys heard, I've been here 16 years. At Lush, we count our tenure and the amount of Christmases that we have survived. So we just survived our six, I survived my 16th Christmas. Actually, I use that term loosely because I was on maternity leave for the last one. So technically lived through 15 and was there in spirit for the 16th. My journey began fresh out of university. I was an animal loving vegetarian that fell in love with a hippie brand that happened to be based in Vancouver. And I happened to land into my dream job at the time as a fresh out of university communication student in the PR team. At the time I joined the company, we had one US store, 25 stores in Canada. And today we have 200 stores in the US and 50 stores in Canada. So I literally joined at the brink of massive expansion. And for those of us in the room who've been with organizations that are expanding, you know that you wear many hats and your roles change very quickly. So a few years into my role of doing media rela relations, traveling throughout the US, opening shops, I was asked to move to New York City and open a press office. And uh, essentially I did that, opened uh, an office, ran a team, was responsible for all the PR media coverage for North America. And PR really was and is um, one of the main ways that we've amplified our brand. I'll get into that a bit later. But again, about five years ago, I was asked to relocate back to Vancouver from New York City, which is my hometown, to look after all of the communications functions in our business. And we'd gotten to the stage as a brand where we knew we were doing really good stuff in the world, but we weren't telling people about it in a way that was really impactful. So we brought together all of the teams in the business who were responsible for forward-facing messaging to hit the brand, hitting our customers in North America. And I took on that role as brand director five years ago. So I'm gonna give you a quick high level on the brand before I dive into sharing three main principles that I hope you can take back to your organizations and do some real good. So Lush is a British brand. You guys uh, know that I work for the North American partner of the, the global brand, but it's a British brand. And we invent, manufacture, and retail bath, body, hair care, and skincare products. It's quite unique in the beauty world to be doing all three of those things. So that is something that does set us apart from other beauty brands that are out there. So in the work that we do also, we are a values first brand through and through. We also challenge conventional cosmetics in the work that we do. And we also campaign for a better world, which I'm gonna dive into for you guys all in a minute here. And the best way to tell the Lush story is really through the values and those show up through our products. So here's a quick run through of, of those values and how they show up in our products. So the first is freshness. It's intrinsic to the Lush brand. And what that means is ultimately we use fresh organic fruits and vegetables in our products, but we also ensure that we're selling fresh products to our customers. So the reason we do that is the fresher the ingredient, the fresher the product, the more effective it's going to be for the bath, body and hair. The second is that every product is handmade. We have over a thousand stores globally. So the fact that we still hand make every single bath bomb that you guys see in a Lush store is pretty incredible. 
In addition to that, we also proudly put the faces of those people who hand make our products on the pots and bottles that you see. So we are incredibly proud of the fact that we are a massive employer. We have around 25,000 employees globally. And if you think about that, that's 25,000 brand champions out there in the world every day telling our story. Naked, this is absolutely intrinsic to who we are. Uh, our founders since inception have been striving to reduce the amount of plastic in the environment, or amount of wasteful packaging, I should say, that's landing in the environment. And so what did they do? They challenged conventional cosmetics by actually taking traditionally liquid products, removing the water from those products and turning them into a solid, which actually removes the need for both a preservative and packaging. So Naked is actually Lush's way of speaking to the unpackaged products in our store, and it's about 45% of our product range right now. We proudly just opened three shops in Europe that are actually completely naked stores. Another piece that sets Lush apart on our unique path is, of course, that we're absolutely cruelty-free. 100% vegetarian, 85% vegan, and absolutely no animals are involved in, in testing in any of our ingredients or final products. Lush actually takes the strongest stance against animal testing in the cosmetics industry. We go well beyond not testing on animals into the realm of campaigning to end animal testing globally for good. That's including legislative changes and just being very active in the animal rights community. And then last but not least is this idea of ethically sourcing. Globally, we are a billion pound brand today. When you're a billion pound brand producing products, you are buying a lot of ingredients. You have a tremendous buying power out there in the marketplace. And we've always sustainably sourced our ingredients, but recently we have realized that sustainable is no longer enough and we have to move into the space of regeneration. So that's really looking at renewing and refreshing the environments, the communities and the economies from which we're buying our raw materials. So it's clear probably to you guys from walking you through these values that we are a hippie brand. We always have been a hippie brand and we always will be. Additionally, uh, we have had an incredible cult-like following, which is why I'm here on the stage before you today, of loyal what we call Lushies. And these folks have truly helped build the brand that we have today. Something that's important to note is that we, as a brand, engage in very little traditional advertising, very little traditional marketing. We're just starting to dip our toe into it a bit now, and absolutely zero market research up until this stage, which is probably very interesting for all of us marketers in the room. I definitely see myself more as a brand guardian than a traditional marketer in my role today. Essentially just working super hard to amplify the stories of the good work that the brand is getting up to. So how have we created this cult-like following without even knowing who our customers are? So the first one, the first principle that I want to share with you guys is this idea of Stan. And what I mean is Stan for something. So at Lush, absolutely, we are in business to do more than sell soap. And that is because we believe it's the right thing to do and because our customers hold us accountable to that. Even though we've been a values-led brand, it was very recently that our founder, Mark Constantine, articulated our purpose, our why, our vision. We also use those interchangeably at Lush. We're not, <laughs> I think it's a, it's a universal. And he has essentially defined our why as to create a cosmetics revolution to save the planet. Absolutely, incredibly lofty. And so we uh, believe that we're here at Lush to create a cosmetics revolution to save the planet. It's not going to be an easy feat, but every decision that we make in the business builds towards this, which is also 
intrinsic to how you can be a successful values-led brand. So how do we intend to create this cosmetics revolution? And ultimately, it's through leveraging our, our cult-like following. It's leveraging that fan base that we've been able to build. And it's staying true to who we are. I think an important thing to note about standing for something is that if you're in the room today and you work for an organization and you don't stand for something today in this moment that you can clearly define, it's never too late to pick something and to stand for it tomorrow. And also you don't have to be perfect to take a stand on something. What you need to be is transparent and honest about how you're taking steps. We are a cosmetics company. We produce products that have an impact on the environment. Also making our products has an impact on the environment, but we are still boldly taking a stand and saying that we're gonna revolutionize this industry in such a way that we are gonna try and do our part to save the planet. So I'd encourage you all that if you today, your organizations don't take a stand on something, pick it, pick it, and then live true to it. And don't be afraid that to, to strive for that constant perfection because we all have to start somewhere. So the second principle that I want to share with you guys that Lush has leveraged that I hope you can too is this idea around innovation. I believe all of us in this room today are most of us are in the consumer products industry. We create products for consumers. And what I want to um, share with you guys here is this idea of innovating through your, the products that you're producing. So don't be afraid to disrupt that space through the products that you're actually bringing to market. I'm gonna pull you guys back to those naked products for a second here. This truly was an innovation when it was invented around 30 years ago. What you're looking at here is a solid shampoo bar. This little powerful bar is the equivalent of using three 250 milliliter plastic bottles. You know, those shampoo bottles that you guys all have in our showers at home. Three of those bottles is saved from hitting landfill if you use one of our shampoo bars. Equivalently, in the amount um, last year alone, from the production of these solid shampoo bars, our customers saved six million plastic bottles from being produced at all. So imagine if the world moved towards using solid shampoo. It's a tiny shift in our everyday lifestyle, but has a dramatic impact on the amount of plastic that's landing in landfills every day. So innovate through those products. The second way that I want us to innovate our products is through our, the way we all give. I'm sure most of you guys in the room today have products in your lineup where a percentage of the proceeds go to an organization of your choice. Often it's a very small percentage. So I'd encourage you guys all to innovate in the way that you're giving. How did Lush do that? Well, we did it through this powerful pot here. This is the charity pot. It's a hand and body lotion where 100% of the price of this product goes to grassroots charities working in the areas of animal rights, environmental protection, and human rights. And what also makes this product unique in, in its giving model is it's our number one selling hand and body lotion. So for a skincare company to donate 100% of the price of that product, their number one selling product is pretty significant. Something that's also quite unique about this program is that we give to grassroots organizations and the maximum grant we give is $25,000. So what that means is that we can expand our reach into those communities that need our help the most and where those dollars are gonna have the biggest impact. So that means that we've donated since the product was invented $36 million to 2,600 organizations. Now think about the fact that there's in 47 countries, there are 2,600 organizations out there loaded with people in 47 countries that are telling the world what Lush stands for. 
because we have moved the dial on their community projects. And so they are out there being brand advocates every day just through our giving model. So again, if you guys aren't innovating the way you're giving, please do. The third way that I would encourage you guys to innovate through your products is actually to create products purely for social change. So there are 14,600 orangutans left in the world. How insane is that? And so Lush produced 14,600 pieces of orangutan soap. 100% of the proceeds of that soap go to buying rainforest uh, land in Sumatra that we can convert back to native forest. And interestingly enough, one of the biggest culprits of the deforestation that's happening in Indonesia is the palm industry. And Lush is a player in that industry. The soap industry is one of the main sources of seeking palm oil. So as soon as Lush discovered this many years ago, we immediately reformulated all of our soap bases to take palm oil out of our soap bases. And yet there still can be traces of palm found in some of the ingredients that we use. And so our inventors are doing what they can to get all of that palm out of our, out of our products. But we are taking a stand, we're discussing palm despite the fact that we can't claim to be completely palm free. So you do have to be bold and you do have to be brave. And like I said, you don't have to be perfect to educate um, and to enlist people in making the right decisions and with their purchasing power through what they're buying. Um, so if you guys are near a Lush store, swing by and get one of those orangutan soaps so that you guys can do some good in the world as well. So the third area that I want to challenge you guys around and share the Lush learnings is this idea of disruption and specifically disrupting the space that you're in. And so we are all part of an industry. We're all part of a space. How we choose to behave in that space is up to us. We're leaders in these organizations, and it really is up to us how we can show up in the space. So for Lush, we work in the beauty space. Obviously, that's the space that we're part of. We're also in the retail space. And I can assure you that if you are purchasing from Lush, we are going to mix your bathwater with politics. And there are going to be people out there who hate that. And there are lots of people out there who love that. And the ones who hate that are going to go buy their soap from somewhere else. And the ones that love it are going to become our brand champions. They're going to be out there in the community telling the world about us. And we know this because they have and they built the brand that we have today. So how does Lush disrupt the space that we're in? Well, we have shop fronts in over a thousand locations around the world, some of the highest foot traffic areas around the world. These shops provide a huge opportunity to educate. So what we do is actually use our retail space as giant protest placards. We use our 25,000 sales associates as on the ground activists. And we use our products, as you guys saw, to educate and raise funds for groups who are gonna continue to do the good work when we have to go back to selling soap. So I'm gonna give you guys an example of a campaign that we recently ran. This was a campaign that we ran last February around bringing visibility to the dangers and discrimination that trans people still face today. This campaign came at the request of our staff and it actually showcased our staff as well. So what you're seeing here is a quote that showed up in all of our shop windows, 250 stores across North America. This is my identity, not a trend. And this was from one of our staff members. What we did is we launched a limited edition bath melt called The Inner Truth. Again, 100% of the proceeds of this product went to those groups who are going to continue to work on uh, securing transgender rights well after our campaign had wrapped. 
And we turned our shops into campaign centers where people could come and have into a safe space and have conversations where our employees were trained and educated to have these conversations and where we really were creating a sense of community around being an ally to our trans friends, colleagues, customers, and soon to be customers who are just hearing about us for the first time through our trans rights campaign. And an integral part of our, the success of our campaign and all campaigns, of course, is that they are either employee or consumer led. So these topics are bubbling up to us from our staff, from our consumers, and they're often the ones that we're showcasing and communicating um, the messages through. Uh, here's an example of that. All the people that you're going to see in this video are our staff. I want people to know that the way I choose to present myself doesn't make my identity any more or less valid. I am 100% me, and there's nothing that you can do about it. I'm non-binary, but that doesn't mean I'm confused about who I am. No one identity or experience is the same. My gender identity is a journey. I'm learning more the older I get. My transition is none of your business. Fall in love with hearts, not parts. I am a person. Trans rights are human rights. 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 So this um, video I, I really wanted to share with you all because it was employee-led, which leads into my last principle that I want to share with you all, which is this idea of empowerment and empowering your people. And when I stand before you today and say people, I mean your staff and your customers, because if you are truly a cult brand, these are one and the same. You can't separate them. Many of our customers eventually become staff members, and many of our staff members will always be customers. And if someone does work for us, I mean, at holiday time, we see it, we double the number of staff. And if somebody works for us for three months as a holiday hire, we want them to leave their experience with Lush as a lifetime customer as well. And they often do, and they often return every holiday season while they're putting themselves through school. So empowering your people, your customers and your staff, you guys saw that as kind of a common thread through everything um, that I've been sharing with you guys today. That means empowering them with a platform. You guys have businesses, we have businesses. We've got the shop fronts, we've got digital platforms with millions of followers. It is the right thing to do to lend those platforms to the people who move your business forward. But what we do at Lush is of course, we give a platform to our staff and to customers. We empower them, we give them the tools, and we give them the space to be their best selves. Ultimately, that's what we want to be doing. And you know, we give them the opportunity to showcase their love, their authenticity. And truly, if you do empower your staff, if you give them the platform, if you give, if you give them a space to be their best selves, they are gonna give you their loyalty. They're gonna lend you their voices to further causes. They're gonna give you their dollars and they may even give you the clothes off of their back if you're lucky enough. The Naked campaign actually has been a recurring campaign in the Lush world. It's run all over the world. I have some colleagues here. I'm not sure if you have gotten naked as well. Yes, see, three of us in the room have all been naked. Um, and this campaign is really around showing the world that you can create cosmetics that don't require that wrapping, that wasteful packaging. And it's a fun and cheeky way for us to get people's attention on the streets.
So I would implore you guys all to take a stand, if you haven't already, to innovate in the products that you guys are bringing to market for social good. I'd encourage you all to disrupt the space that you're in. You're not going to build a call like following playing it safe and empower your people. And if you do, you too will be able to wrap up every year thanking them for building the brand for you. Thank you, guys. Hey friends, this is Jim Knight, former 21-year Hard Rock executive turned best-selling author and top 10 keynote speaker. And I'm Brant Menzoir, former frontman of Hollywood's most dangerous band turned top 10 motivational speaker and best-selling author. We host the how-to podcast, Thoughts That Rock, where we talk to rock stars, athletes, CEOs, astronauts, and even next-door neighbors who share their expertise and opinions. Together, we tackle the most interesting and challenging topics of today. Whether you want to learn how to become more confident, how to deal with anxiety at work, or how to write a hit song, or use Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in life, we've got hundreds of episodes to help amp up your life and move you forward. Subscribe to Thoughts That Rock wherever you listen to podcasts, and check out evergreenpodcast.com for more information. What we just heard from Lush and from Brandy is really a masterclass on leaning into the cult brand principle of picking a fight. Their stances for animal rights or against harming the environment and the things that they do to champion for marginalized groups of people, all of it is just wildly impressive. I love how Brandy said that their stores are really platforms for social change and their 25,000 employees are really more like activists. You know, another hack that I got from Brandy's speech was how they call their fans lushies. That is such a great way to become a more customer-centric organization. Give your customers a name. You know, Star Trek has Trekkies. The, the Grateful Dead fans are deadheads. The Green Bay Packer fans are cheeseheads. You know, if you really want to dial up the enthusiasm that people have towards your brand, then give them a group that they can join and give it a fun name. And finally, I really like how Brandy counseled with us to not worry about being perfect before we make a stand. You know, Lush unapologetically mixes politics with bathwater, as she says, and uh, they know their business isn't perfect in regards to their carbon footprint or some of their business practices, but they're still publicly declaring how they're trying to be better. I don't think that people demand perfection from us, but they do want to see progress. And we should all find more productive ways to vocally proclaim what we're fighting for and what we're fighting against. Until next time. Once again, this is your host, Chris Neeland, and you've been listening to Cult Brand Secrets, where we explore the great speakers and insights shared at the gathering of Forbes' top-rated business summit. Learn more about the gathering at cultgathering.com. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please rate and review us on your podcast app. It really helps. Cult Brand Secrets is a production of Evergreen Podcasts. 
Learn more about our podcast at evergreenpodcast.com. Special thanks to Connor Standish and Laura Winter for their assistance in making this podcast possible. Also, I'd like to thank our producer and audio engineer, William Pritz, as well as executive producers, David Moss and Bridget Coyne. I'm your host, Chris Nealon. Thanks for listening. Imagine how fast we could solve the world's biggest problems if more SaaS startups would gain traction sooner. Welcome to the Tech Entrepreneur on a Mission podcast. This podcast is dedicated to sharing experiences from B2B SaaS CEOs who are going above and beyond to deliver change that is noticed. You will hear their secrets and learn what is required to build a SaaS business that the world starts talking about and keeps talking about and how to overcome the roadblocks to do so.